the Ted Nugent intro. Maybe we should just have you do the intro. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the Nico Show with Rob Ninkovich and Mike Giardi on the Chalk Media Podcast Network. You know Rob Ninkovich, right? NFL player for how long? 11? More like, well, I say 11. That's 11 credited. I only, well, that's... I really only played like eight because my first three years, IR, didn't make a team, didn't make a team, didn't make a team. So it's more like eight actual action, but then you add playoffs. So like, oh, we'll just make it 10 seasons played on the field and 11 accredited seasons which is a uh, quite an accomplishment of course you know him for his work here with the new england patriots uh and now he works for espn uh you can see him thursday fridays thursday fridays. saturdays um bringing home that nfl knowledge uh yours truly mike giardi i work now for uh, nfl network nfl media uh, but prior to NBC Sports Boston, CSN, you know, all that stuff. We um, were on the same team. We were. And then we now we're basically. We're kind of, are we sworn enemies? Kind of. But then we're on this podcast together. <laughs> so, so it's, a, it's, a it's whole, okay. Yeah, it's all right. We're there, good. We're there's good. conflicts here. So, you seem like a Cali, like LA type, you know? Uh, really? So, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. That's I, no shot at uh, If any, I did, I'd be coloring my hair. It's true. There, there would be no <laughs> silver in there, you know, like. There is, and that's that silver is looking good. By it's, the way, well, you know, there's not much I can do about it. A lot uh, of knowledge. That's knowledge and uh, that's wisdom. Ch- children and that's stress. I think um, wisdom. So we're going to be bringing to this uh, this podcast to you every every week here, um, and obviously we will be based around the New England Patriots, but not remotely close to being uh, pigeonholed to the Patriots. And in fact, you'll feel some of that today as we go around the league. But first, Rob, I just want to get your big takeaway from the Patriots game. Against the Cincinnati Bengals, a, a what looks like a lopsided win didn't really feel yeah, like that. Um, that one, my biggest takeaway is if they if moving forward they let up that many yards on the ground, it's, it's going to be tough for them to win. Um, you know they're playing Cincinnati. They had a great running game early in the season. They had no running game. I don't I don't necessarily think that their offensive line is great, mm-hmm. but they were able to run the ball with some success against the Patriot defense, who you know, we, we've seen all year that they're a good defense, but uh, they're going to have to be better than that moving forward if they want to ultimately get to where they want to go. And they're going to be playing some tough teams. I suspect they will play a Ravens team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week they're playing the Buffalo Bills, who the first time they met early in the season ran the ball with some su- success on them. So as an opponent, if you're watching the tape on what they they put on the field last week, I'm saying, look, let's run the football. Let's let's come up with some Lamar Jackson type plays that Allen can run at you and see if you can figure it out because that front right now is playing opportunistic football. The secondary is really good, mm-hmm. so we we all know Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore is a really good corner. I don't understand why Andy Dalton would throw the ball to him multiple times yes. and almost have multiple more than what do you have almost three picks yeah he almost had three picks he dropped he dropped one or hit bounce off his hands yep. so um you know my biggest takeaway is offensively they're still struggling um defensively they're basically what they've been doing all year keeping the keeping the patriots in it all all game basically all season um special teams another opportunistic muff bunt they recover it. They score before half, and that's that's kind of the the momentum, the the snowball, so to speak. Of it's going to go down the hill. It's going to get huge on you, and that's when you see the game get out of hand. Um, and it doesn't help that Andy Dalton throws that many picks. Doesn't help. Four. No, it doesn't help at all. My my no. big takeaway, Rob, was that if Tom Brady and Julian Edelman look like that going forward, it's it, it could be a one and done situation because. To me, and watching Brady in warmups, he was shaking out that elbow, which has been on the injury report for the, you know, he actually got taken off the injury report Friday before the Cincinnati game. But we know how sometimes they play games with those reports. Um, But 
every single warm-up throw, he was shaking out his arm like violently. And I've been watching him for 20 years, and I can't recall ever seeing him do that. And I think, especially in that first half, you saw a high, wide, yep. like he was just... And I know pressure sometimes, and look, there was pressure early, yeah. and, that, and we know that with all quarterbacks, you see the pattern, you get hit early, it makes you a little bit loosey-goosey in the pocket, you're a little happy feet, you start spraying the ball all over the place, um, and he did not look like himself at all. And to piggyback off that, and I reported this on Sunday, Edelman has a tendon issue in his left knee. That's the, basically the patellar tendon. And it was described to me as tendinosis, which means he's got, it's essentially a slight tear in there. Now... I'm told he doesn't need surgery yet, I guess, because yeah. with a slight tear, it could become a bigger tear. But you saw him. He was dragging his leg. He wasn't quick in and out of breaks. Yeah. Two catches for nine yards. Two, the, your best player on offense all year long, at least from a skill position standpoint, because Joe Tooney's had a terrific year, but he's a guard. Um, and he he was a shell of himself. And if that can't, if those two things can't be fixed or at least dramatically improved, uh, I, I just... You're, I don't know how you're going to get points. Yeah, the Julian issue right now, I think that's definitely going to be a huge factor moving forward. I noticed it during the game. I, you know, playing with Julian, I can kind of read his body language and, and how he goes about running around and after the play. And I could definitely see, especially on the one that had like a crossing route and it was almost a rub route and Tom missed him, a little overthrow, yep. kind of low. And Julian kind of had to go faster than he really wanted to, to, and then try and slow down. And you could really see the left, the left side of his body, the left leg, just struggling. And that's why you have to watch things as a defense. Like if I'm going to play Julian as as a defender, I'm going to say to myself, okay, he can cut to his left really well. Mm -hmm. So he might be doing a lot of right to left movement in the in the patterns, but going left to right, cutting off his left leg is going to be tough. So right to left, I felt like that was more of his comfort zone. Left to right is, is going to be tough for him dealing with a tendonitis issue. I, I've i had that. Um, and unfortunately for me, I had it on my left knee and I tore my right ACL. Mm. So when I had my right knee fixed, it got worse on my <laughs> left leg because you yeah. had to like compensate and put a lot of pressure on it and you're doing rehab and you're basically using that leg a lot more. Um, so then it got worse. And I remember just before every practice and game, you're like, all right, well, if it goes, it goes. And you just get out there and you play and you get your Toradol shot and you take your Tylenol and just try and fight through it. And, you know, if anybody can fight through some pain, it's Julian. And I know he's doing that. But on, on the flip side of it, you know, they had one less day to prepare for Buffalo. That's mm -hmm. one less day to, to recover. And you see the importance of Julian in the intermediate routes to where Tom has the confidence knowing, okay, this is my outlet. We're going to run every play that we like to run third and five, 38, 38. That's Julian time. Um, so now who else can step up? Who else can step up in, in that position? And I don't think they have a body type that can do what Julian does nope. as far as, his quickness, his agility, his understanding of where Tom wants him to be. And I think that's another frustration we're seeing on Tom after a throw when he's kind of doing something that we haven't seen is a little bit agitated, kind of directing the receiver where he wanted him to go, but he, the receiver didn't go there. He went another place. Um, and that's time can give you that. That's when that, that, Look, I, it's a it's a nonverbal understanding of hey, if this guy's here, I want you there. And Julian knows that a lot of these other receivers don't yet because they're so young. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's going to be tough moving forward. But look, that the one thing I can say is with the Patriots and the way that they prepare, you can never count them out because of the fact that they have Tom and they have Bill and they have the big the, brains, the they ability, got the, big brains, yep. the ability to prepare and. I see a lot of these other teams, they get nervous and they start to make mistakes that are costly. And all you need to do is muff one punt or get one punt blocked yep. to where the Patriots, they're leading the NFL in, in punt blocks. So if if you can get that in the playoffs and just all you need is one turnover or two to like completely change the outcome of the game, I'm never going to take that away from the Patriots because I know I've seen it. I've been a part of it that 
once the confidence is there, it can kind of just steamroll and the whole team, it's contagious. They, they catch on and they start playing well. Um, but another thing offensively I think hurt them this year was just losing Devlin. That's a guy that yep. that you had out there in your heavy personnel sets when you need that yard, when you need to establish the run. He's your lead blocker. Um, so now, now, you, now, now you have Landon, Landon Roberts. Roberts right? You have a, a linebacker out there. And look, I, I know a Landon's like a torpedo. He's going to come hit you, but he's not a fullback that understands this is where I need to be. Leverage, this is how I need to yeah, pos- yep. leverage, positioning, pushing the guy in or out. To the flat, I'd love to see Tom throw him a ball because he can't catch. <laughs> like he cannot catch at all. So if he throws him a pass, he's gonna gator on like hand high and low and gator that thing. And it's gonna bounce her off his shoulder pads. Um, so I think that's a, a key piece that they're missing right now. It, it seems to me like in the Cincinnati game, they were trying to, you know, they definitely invested more time into the run game. It's hard for me to give them credit on that because of how bad that that defense running the football against that defense worse than in the NFL. You're supposed to run the ball with success against a team that's that bad against the run. And that's what I was going to say too is that and you and you noticed it especially through the first three quarters the inability after that opening drive to sustain any kind of drives. So the numbers at the end the rushing total looks great. I think you're 170 maybe. Yeah. Um but to me, a fair amount of those yards came in the fourth quarter, and the game was over. And Cincinnati wanted to go home. Yeah, D- they want to go Dalton on vacation. Had two, Dalton yeah. had thrown the two picks in the third quarter. You know, it was 13-10. He gets picked off by Gilmore. That leads to a touchdown. It's 20-10 to 10 on the, the uh, Nikhil Harry touchdown. And then the next possession, it's the pick six by Gilmore. Now it's 27-10, to 10 and they're going, what the hell are we doing here? Let's, you know, I don't want to get hurt. Let's go home. Yeah, let's Which, go home. And I, Pack and, it in. And, and I don't blame them at that point, right? <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not uh, – they put better effort into it, and maybe that's what they're going to try to do going forward like they did last year. Obviously, it all yep. turned last year when they became a downhill running team in late December uh, against the Bills and the Jets, and it carried into the playoffs. But as you mentioned, the personnel is not they don't have the, personnel, the yeah. same. They don't have the tight end depth. They don't have the fullback. Offensive line, you miss, you're missing a key piece. And Brown, who's with the Oakland Raiders, that yes. guy was a monster last year. One of the best pickups that they could have ever have yep. gotten last year was getting Brown from where he was. You know, he was with the 49ers, Same, 49ers right? 49ers, yep. So Trent Brown was from with the 49ers, the biggest person I've ever played against. <laughs> Huge. And he comes in and he was motivated because he was on a contract year, yes. got paid, and now he's with Oakland. Yep. So, you know, I think when you look at just the overall, all three phases of the Patriots. Special teams winning, defense playing well, but I need to see them step up in in a game where they have a good offense. Um, and then offensively, they're just they're trying to figure themselves out. And I don't know if I don't know if, if they can because of the fact that they have some of these key issues. And Tom's been hit a lot this year. I don't know the numbers on this, but I feel like he has been pressured and hit the turf a lot more this year than last year. Um and that's not what you want for a 42-year-old quarterback who's dealing with some injuries and trying to get through the season. Um, but that said, they put themselves in a position to where once you get into the playoffs, everyone starts over. Mm-hmm. And you, need you that, would hope you that, need that buy. you need that buy. That's a huge, You need huge that buy for advantage. the 42-year-old quarterback. Yes. You need that buy for the, for for the alien gentleman. Yep. Yes. So... They're going to have to play these last two games, and when I look at Buffalo right now, you had a great, you had great success against Cincinnati, running the football. I just hope that they don't have a false sense like we could do this, and then they the first snap of the Bills, they're like, wow, yeah. this this is a defense now. This 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 defense is a lot better than last week because they are. They got the corners, they have fast linebackers, their front is good. They get after the quarterback, and they're not overly aggressive and, and blitzing, but they mix it in enough to where Tom's going to have to be getting the ball out of his hands quickly. And I think Harry's going to have to have a big game. A guy like that needs to just go up and catch the ball. Like they need to say, I don't care if you're open, almost like Rob, when Rob was in the game, right. they would just throw him the ball, throw him open. He would just go get it. I mean, he's so big. He looks physical. He's got, he's impressive looking. Um, so I think they need to just, Throw the ball up a little bit more to him. Like just test it out, see what happens. Yeah. I mean, 
you got to do it because in the playoffs you're going to need a play in the red zone because there's they've been struggling so bad in the red zone. You need something. You need a spark. Yeah, he he uh, he said after the game, he told us that he's getting his groove back. Nikhil Harry did, and that would be three touchdowns in four games in the red zone if the officials had not missed the yep. touchdown in the Chiefs yep. game. So there is something positive brewing there. And, and again, look, the numbers. I think he had two catches in the game. But they got him involved with a couple jet sweeps. And there was, of course, the long catch against Cincinnati that was taken away because there was a, a pre-snap penalty. But both he and the corner were playing it as if the game was still on. So I think he got a little boost from that. But you're right. He 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 is a he's an imposing dude. Yep. But as we saw against the Texans, he runs the slant and he let Bradley Roby just turn him. And that's why Tom gets mad. It's like, hey, dude, you're six you're foot huge. three, two hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah. That guy's 195 pounds. There's no way that should happen. I think that's why he got two snaps against the Chiefs, but then obviously the big jump against Cincinnati. I think in a perfect world, they would have already had home field locked up, and they would have been able to just say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to throw to Nikhil Harry 10, 12 times in the next couple weeks in each game and see how it goes, see if we can build it up. But now you're in a spot where you have to stay in front of Buffalo and you have to stay in front of Kansas City uh, because you really, really need that buy. And Kansas City's trending – the right direction offensively I feel like they're getting their groove back you know Pat Mahomes coming back from his injury which anytime you have a knee injury I've had one it's the confidence there it takes a while to realize look I can still do this stuff and with a patella that's that's even a little bit more sketchy because you're kind of questioning is that going to pop out again am I going to have to like do this all over again and have and have to pop it back in and that's painful. I've seen people yeah. have to do that, um, and and I feel like you're seeing the confidence coming back to him as far as throwing the football. Yeah, he had a little hand injury against the Patriots, but I still think he was able to fight through that and throw the ball well. Confidence. I mean, it's, it's tough to play that guy. It's, he's well, he's you, so talented. You mentioned other teams sort of tightening up sometimes when they play the Patriots. And even the Chiefs, who were so good last year and took you into overtime in the AFC title game, which obviously you won in their building, but they, they got you there uh, and had given you a fits in the regular season as well. They're up 23 to 7 in that game against the Patriots a few weeks ago. They got they, tight. The game is over. They they, got they tight. should have and they got tight. They got a block, tight. Punt which was uh they were going to fake it, which I don't I God knows what Andy Reid was thinking there when you're up and you're in your own end, why are you going to fake a punt? Like just, just try and stick it to him, I guess. I, yeah, but. it ended up and then Kelsey with the fumble. Kelsey is He's a terrific player, obviously a terrific receiver. Yep. But there are moments where I watch him in big games and I say, "Huh, you know, it looks like he gets a little tight." And there's a, there's points when you're close and you start to get a little bit older cuz Kelsey's older. He's not he's no spring chicken now. Yep. He's I think he's 30 years old. Yeah, a lot of mileage on him. You start to realize I'm starting to I'm starting to get up there. I only have a few more cracks at this thing and when you're 30, what do you have? Maybe three, maybe four mm-hmm. max left. He's not going to play at 35, you know. So maybe you got two, three years left in the NFL and every single postseason, every single game at the end of the year is going to count huge toward you having some type of legacy that lasts forever. And some guys, they might tense up a little bit when you think about and you think about the moment. But as a whole, that offense, they have so many weapons. And, and I think the most impressive thing to me is – Tyreek Hill's ability to catch the ball and completely stop and still outrun everybody who's chasing him that never stops. So his his quickness and his speed is so impressive that I, he would make me look so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He, he would make me look so bad. He's so fast he's and he's one, so quick. Well, he's one of those nuts. guys where uh, and look, they've seen him, so now at least they they know. But like they talked about Lamar Jackson when they faced Lamar, like you can. You can see it on film. You can try to duplicate it in practice, but you fail because there's nobody that can do that. And then when you're in the moment and you're trying to tackle this guy, it's like, holy crap, it's not it's not possible. And I remember Hill last year in the regular season game where I think it was Harmon was like, you know, I took a deep angle. Like I I said to myself, like, this is the right angle. Yeah. And he, he ran by me like him. I wasn't. Yeah, like I literally could have changed my target point by four or five yards, which is insanity to think about um all right so <clears throat> once again the patriots are getting attention for something uh 
off the field, shall we say? Uh, Spygate 2.0 is what some people have Why labeled it. Why do we got to put the gate behind it? I don't it. know. Everything's gate, got gate, every right? Gate. It is. Deflate gate, spy gate. Water gate. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Like, what are we doing? Like, everything's got a gate it's, behind it's, it. Uh, I guess it's an easy way, easy way to to, uh, to label it. Uh, but obviously, you've heard about it by now. Yeah. Uh, they were doing, their side of the story is they were shooting a do-your-job uh internet documentary on one of their scouts. They've done this with their training staff. They've done this with their equipment guys. Um, they got credentialed by the Cleveland Browns to do this, but it was Cleveland versus Cincinnati. And as you've seen now, there's some video out there reportedly as long as eight minutes, although some have said there's 30 minutes of it, of the sidelines for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Jay Glazer had about a five-second clip, clip of it on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, that did not look good for the Patriots. Um, at least some people believe it didn't look good for the Patriots. I'm curious your thoughts on this. And again, the league is sort of dragging their feet. And uh, Bill Belichick said yesterday on the radio, he doesn't even he hasn't been talked to yet. You know, this whole situation, it kind of comes back to other the other things that have come up in the in the Patriots history to where people automatically put the siren on and say, oh, look, they've done it in the past or doing it again. But I honestly think that if you were going to do that, why would you have somebody and everybody knows you're a Patriot and in the press, in box. the press box from Boston, you wear this, the mm-hmm. Boston gear, you stick out like a sore thumb. Like why that doesn't make sense to me to where you wouldn't have just wear a, wear a polo or wear a hoodie. Like, Everybody don't know that you're from New England, and right. and I well, mean obviously they knew to- they knew they were from New England, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I just think that the whole thing is blown up to be bigger than what it really is, especially understanding it's this is this is the Cincinnati Bengals now. I mean, this isn't a team that I feel like they would need an edge on anyway to beat the, this team, and unfortunately for the players, I feel bad for the players because of. The fact when I was playing and I had absolutely nothing to do with anything that had happened in the past. I wasn't here before 2009. I got here in 09. And then the whole football pressure thing came up. They regulated that. They We still put up 40 plus points on the Colts and mm-hmm. beat them handedly. I'm a defensive player. I have nothing to do with anything in the past. And then they automatically categorize you in all those things that happened in the past and in the current team now has to deal with all the questions and the stuff that they have absolute absolutely no control over they did nothing in this situation but yet they still have to answer questions and then people have to say oh well that's why you win and i think that's it's a shame to the players because they're the reason that they win is the guys that are on the football field putting in the effort tackling catching the football making good plays i mean i just think it's an unfortunate situation that the players have to deal with another situation that could be distracting but look this team they're strong they're mentally got great well you know they use this right i mean you've you can you, you could be bonded together you sure. could come together be, because of all this stuff but i think it definitely is we all know that there's people that dislike new england patriot the, the team the organization because they've been winning for so long so you're going to have your anti and they're going to go against everything and they're going to say well they're cheating and all this stuff and then you got your people that are for the patriots um so honestly for where i'm at i think number one whoever they had working the cameras they got to be smarter than that they got to know look this is what we can and can't do if they were credentialed okay they were credentialed but the whole i think the whole leadership and and the guys, the the camera crew is from yeah, Cleveland, were, right? Yeah, so they, they weren't were. they weren't home camera crew guys, right. home, um, home producer, home producer. So it just has to be they have to be smarter with that moving forward. And people need to understand that the that side of the Patriot, the media side, is different from the football side. So I understand where Bill is coming from. Like, look, we're completely. I don't know anything about this. I just I'm I'm football operations. This is craft sports media they're doing a story on a scout um i just it's just a tough situation because for me yes i played football for the patriots but i understand as a player how it can be distracting it could be upsetting because they're out there just trying to play football and 
it's 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 a distraction, another distraction and a key point in the season where they need to be focused on playing Cincinnati and Buffalo yeah. and, and Miami and working time, on the postseason. Time to play your best football. Time to play your best football. And then you have people asking you. And, and it seems like every year that's that it's this way. I mean, look, early in the season, it was Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. And there's there's things that pop up that could be distracting, but the Patriots do a great job of focusing in on what they're supposed to do ignoring all yeah. that outside noise stuff. And yeah, just, Brady in front of the green screen the, uh, <laughs> with, with that whole thing with yeah. the Paul Rudd show. Um, yes, yes, that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah there's, so all, there's, there's, there's definitely things. There's always something around here. That, and that's what Ben Watson said. We were asking Ben Watson. He goes, yeah, it seems like there's always something going on. There's always on. something. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, a, it's an unfortunate situation that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, I, I say, so Devin McCourty – Last weekend we were talking with him. And again, as I think as this thing continues to linger, I do think that the team will use it as a, a yeah, unifying us thing. against the world. Yeah. Back and into which, a corner. Right, which is what they which is what has happened last here over year, and over. Yeah, every, yeah. Every, Tom, everybody thinks we stink. But initially McCordy told us last week, he's like, you know, deflate gate we viewed as a direct shot at us players. Yeah. He said, in this I don't, you know, it this doesn't affect me. This has nothing to do with me, as you were saying. But I I think it will eventually now have something to do, at yep. least in terms of putting that chip on your shoulder. The 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 filming of the sidelines, the the one thing that makes me raise uh, a red flag here, or question it is, this is the one coaching staff they have nothing on. This is a brand new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So they don't know Zach Taylor. They don't know his people. They don't know how they do game operations. Um, so th- that makes me at least... You know, when everyone says, ah, it's Cincinnati, they're 1-12, now 1-13, why would you do it? Well, if you were doing it, if this was some nefarious plan, it would make sense in that regard because you at least have never seen Zach yep. Taylor. You haven't had to face Zach Taylor. I guess, to your point, too, the the producer in charge of this camera crew who had worked with the Patriots, uh, we know his name now, I'm, I'm Dave Mondillo, 18 years of the Patriots, you got to know the rules and you got to know that shooting the sidelines is a no-no. And that's if you're going to be doing this at all. And I understand their explanation is we're trying to show what the scout is seeing through his binoculars. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're not going to shoot through binoculars, but he'd be looking at the sidelines. That's part of what a scout does. They're going to look at substitution patterns and all those things. But it's a no-no. You just can't go there. And it's it's with this team, as you mentioned in the past history, it just makes it work. Like, again, that's it why it, it, it brings everything back yeah. up again. Yep. Because you did it once and and – why would you even go back there again? And I guess the last part of the thing that would make me again just question it is if they were going to do something with a pro scout, I would think that that would have to come across Belichick's desk just to say, hey, Bill, we're doing the documentary on the scout. Can we shoot him yep. at a game? I would think. Or maybe that goes across Bears, who is his, his assistant. Yep. Someone would have had to see it in football ops, at least – that's just sort of how I think about it because I know they're separate entities, but when it has something to do with football ops, mm-hmm. at, at least even in the remotest sense, that I would think that maybe, just maybe, um, that would have to come across Bill's desk. And uh, it's just, again, it's, all, it's always something. And it's, I, I think the league is going to take their time on this. Yeah. The, the, the Bengals want they, want, they want blood. They don't want a fine. They want picks. They want... They want a lot more. They're furious over they this thing. They want the picks for well, themselves. I know. Well, they, prob- <laughs> they probably do. They God, want the picks. God knows they, they can use them. The yes, they could use yeah, them. Yeah, they do. Give us their picks, please. <laughs> we'll trade it. We'll take all their picks. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Just like anything in the past that has happened, I think the 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 saddest part is there's people that aren't. They're going to lose their jobs on it, and I, and I think that that's that's not a that's it a sucks. terrible situation yep. because. It's just communication at the end of the day. Why is there blown coverage? Because we didn't talk. Yep. Because and we what? didn't communicate, and two people were on separate pages, and there was a big play for a touchdown. That's why we lost the game. This situation probably could have easily been avoided if there was more communication, and they just talked about it. Yep, and, and now it's a thing. Now it's a thing. And it could be a big thing. And it could be a big thing, yep. Um, all right, let's uh, let's go around the NFL a little bit. Cool. Um, I, I saw uh, – I saw your Instagram post. I do some a lot of. Yeah, you do. You have it's some just stories. Well, there's it's a, more yes, stories. Yes, there, but there's this there's one. Fun stories. This one I agree with is I'm sitting there and watching this. 
the Jets lining up after getting their ass kicked this is by a... the Baltimore Ravens. I could... There was a list of like, there was like 12 guys waiting for Lamar Jackson to sign and give them a jersey. I... They were bringing Lamar extra jersey. Obviously, you have one jersey wearing the game. They're bringing Lamar extra jerseys to sign and I... give he kicked your ass. I couldn't believe that. I was blown away. <laughs> this is a different generation of kids. This is a different generation of... Of you just young. sound like the old bastard right there. I am the old <laughs> bastard. I am I am 100% old. Listen to this. As a football player, so when we played the Chicago Bears, I think this was in Chicago, it was like a blizzard. We destroyed them. But that was Devin Hester's potential record-setting punt return could be historic, historic. And if he would have returned a punt against us, he would have been the all-time leader and punt returns. So there was a play where he broke out and was going to score. And the whole week I kept telling myself, there's no way that this guy's going to break a record on us on, on this punt team, on our punt team, because for the rest of history, when they show that it's going to be against me and slate and all these guys that are out here. So when he busted it, I remember just being on my horse and I caught him and I tackled him at like the 50 and he broke it the next week against the Vikings. And Lamar Jackson beats the all-time rushing record against the New York Jets. And the players had, I guess, reached out to him because in the in the post-game interview, he said, I had a lot of guys reach out to me for jersey exchange. So I asked the equipment manager to bring extra. You You're telling me pregame, pre, 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 before during the, the week, game, yeah, during the week, during the week, oh. you reach out and say, "Hey, can we jersey swap?" And he breaks the record on you and destroys your team, and you're gonna stand out there with a big smile on your face, like you're like you're meeting Santa Claus for the first <laughs> time, and be so happy to see him as he's signing not a game worn jersey. This isn't the one that he actually wore because it's different if. If you're going to swap a jersey, it's between two guys and you played against each other, both have grass stains, cool. Like, that's something. I don't want your jersey if it's off a rack and it's clean <laughs> as a whistle, white with a... I don't want that. I could go get that yeah. anytime during the week behind closed doors and you don't see me on camera doing that. Yeah. So they had guys standing there in line waiting to get a jersey from Lamar signed when you just got beat terribly and he set a record, which... Anytime they show that, anytime they say yeah. this is the record-setting moment, they're going to show you against the Jets. And you are you might be on tape if you're one of the defenders on tape. You're on tape forever until – when was that? When did my – 2006. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, so 2006, 13, 14 years. 13, 14 years. So when is the and next – And he's still got – he's probably going to play gonna least, go. at least one more game. Yeah. He, might, he might sit the, the final So game. you think about the next guy to come up and beat that record – it might be a long time. Yeah. So that that blew my mind. I had to post that. And I had to put, I just had to put on my Instagram, like, I, I can't believe this. My mind was blown. Look, you, you just broke a record on me. Can I have your jersey, please? I just can't believe it. I mean, I, I, it's, just, it's mind I was blowing. making fun of you for being an old bastard, but I am an old bastard. And I saw that and I was like, that's terrible. And then I saw your post and I was like, oh, we definitely have to talk about that. It's, it's just, it's, if it, could you imagine Bill Belichick after the game, like if that had happened, he won't even let you exchange your jersey that you've worn in the game. It's a thousand bucks a jersey, one thousand dollars. Yeah, like there's no way this jersey is a thousand bucks. No way. And there's twenty of them back there of, of your number. Right. So I remember we were playing uh, the Redskins, and Ryan Kerrigan, Purdue. Yep. After the game, came up to me and he started to take his jersey off. He said, "Jersey swap." I looked at him. I said, "Bill said we." I can't, I can't. And he looked at me almost like I told him there was no Santa. Like the look <laughs> on his face, he was like in shock. There's a Santa, by the way. Yes. Um, he was in shock. And, I, and it was because Blunt had been doing it every week for six weeks. And he was like, what are we doing? Like, just let's not do this after the game. You, now you're buddy, buddy. You just beat him. So, yeah, that was, I didn't have any jersey swaps. I have no jerseys from other players. That's crazy. Um, especially if I lose, I don't want anything yeah, from right. another team. Just want to get off the field, yes. get off the field, get on the plane exactly. or get in my car and go home. Yes. Um, 
The other big thing I thought this week was obviously the end of an era in Oakland. Um, yeah, that was a shame too, how that whole thing went down. Yep. It yep. kind of reflects. It's sort of fitting. It's kind of it, fitting. Way, it reflects right? the character of like the the black hole and like they're throwing nachos on everybody on the field. And would I have liked for them to get a win? Sure, it'd been a, a nice fairy tale ending there, but they didn't they didn't play well enough to win the football game, so they lost. And the the fans there, it's kind of a shame that they had to react the way that they did. I mean, the players are trying to send off like, hey, I gave you the best effort I could. Thanks for your support. And then they start booing you and peppering you with with yeah, banana a, peppers yeah, from the nacho yeah, bowl. Nachos, yeah. yeah, nachos, flying, flying over cheese, <laughs> chips. Oh. That stuff stains too. It sticks. It's not. It's yeah, because cool. it's like chemicals. It's yeah, not real cheese. Yeah, it comes out of that hot thing. You're like, what is? Where's that from? Yeah, that's. It that's, lasts forever. It's yeah, it's disgusting. It it's probably like, takes fifty years to it's digest. Like easy cheese out of the can. Yeah, like, yeah. It's ugh. like uh, what do they say? Twinkies have a shelf life of like forty years. Mm-hmm. I think that that cheese probably does as well. Um, yeah, it's it's it was strange to see, and I, you know, Gruden obviously has a great love for for Oakland and the Raider fan base, and. Um, you know, there was a stretch earlier this year. They're six and four, and you're thinking like they're yeah, on they the might, come. And they now might, they might have this thing together, but yeah. then Carr, Carr's yeah. not the guy. No, nope. they overpaid him. They were stuck with him. Had to stay with him. I think he'll be gone. Gruden will get a different quarterback in there. Um, I, it's a shame that they have to go to Vegas because honestly, I, I don't know how they're going to function there. I don't know how anybody. How could you draft or have a 22 year old, 23 year old kid and say, "Hey, it's Wednesday." Focus up. Tomorrow's a big day. We got it. We're doing third down install on Thursday, and it's you're in Vegas. And every single day, you can go and do whatever you want, and you can get yourself in a situation where are you more focused? Are you focused on football because you're young and you have money and you're in Vegas? So it could be it could be tough for them to keep a competitive team, and it could be tough for other teams to go in there and say, "Hey, we're staying the night in Vegas." Curfew's 11. <laughs> Don't leave your room, you know? Yeah. So it'd be interesting if the Patriots ever play in Vegas. They'll probably stay oh, an hour out of the city. <laughs> at least. At least. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, Reno. They're in Reno. It it, it, it will be um, something worth monitoring going forward. Like, do they have a huge home field advantage or do they just because of all the spoils that they have? At their, uh, well, their beck and call the, the during the team, course they, of the week. The hockey yeah. team did well. Yeah, the hockey team's done But I think hockey players are, are a little different. And I feel like hockey struggled when they traveled there because they stay there a few days. And I don't think there's the the curfews and, and the, the regulations on players. Just like baseball. I mean, those guys, when they go on trips, it's like, they're on vacation. Yeah, they're do whatever they want. Like, oh yeah, I can't wait to go to Chicago. Yeah. You know, just show great up at the, city. Show up at the park at two thirty. Yeah, or whatever if, I, it is. if I go three for ten, I'm a Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, that's crazy. Three, three for ten. Uh, all right, so uh, now we're gonna move on to some, uh, some, I think some, some fun topics. Okay. Uh, and and one, and I don't know where we came up with this name, but we, I mean, we reached deep. We consulted a lot of people, and we came up with Ninko's Stinko. Which we should have. Ninkos. Ninkos. The poopery should sponsor this. Poopery. Yeah. Poopery. I'm going to have to go. My number one is going to go Dalton. Stinky. Terrible. (laughs) Like, what are we doing? And look, I am not taking anything away from a player when they make a play interception. Those balls were floating, not driven, inaccurate. Gilmore's touchdown pick six was a floater to the sideline that was a that was a yard behind the like he was a yard behind the receiver. He needed to put it outside to the sideline to the boundary with a little bit more zip. I mean, the guy hit his back foot. He floated out there like Peyton Manning's last season. Like it was just <laughs> floating in the air forever. Cool. And yeah, Gilmore made a great play, intercepted it. So I think the other one too, the go route on the sideline that was underthrown. It's a hundred percent underthrown. Yeah, he had him over the he top. He had him I over mean, the I, top. Uh, Harmon was coming over. Harmon was coming, but been... if, if if at least if he put it over, it's either catch and banged out, right. but I don't think Harmon's going to get it. No. He's not who wasn't there yet. So that was underthrown ball, and that was why the corner could turn into it and play the ball the whole way because it was right to him. So I'm going with Dalton on that. That's just terrible. Do, do you trust the Bengals to actually pick Joe Burrow with the first pick in the, in the draft if they get it, or do you see them uh, – Go and chase Young, and then everyone 
ends up, you know, like, how can you not pick a quarterback? How can you not pick a quarterback? They gotta, they're going to have to go quarterback. I, I think they'd have to go quarterback. If you're Joe Burrow, you're like, oh. How did, <laughs> how did Peyton? How did uh, Eli do that? Yeah, right. How right. did Eli get out of uh, the Diego, Chargers? Yeah. I mean, because you don't want to go to Cincinnati. That's a terrible spot. Like, when has Cincinnati ever been good? And like, there's a sisters. There's teams in the NFL that just they don't have it, and it's, it's at the top, and it works its way all the way down. The, the Browns. Why aren't the Browns decent this year? You know, the Browns haven't had a winning season since 2007. Yeah, that's I, insane. That's crazy, and. They have how many first-round picks, and right. they have so much talent on that team. It's all management. You can go back to the tape. I've said it. or Week one, I said, I don't think they have the people there that can manage all those personalities. You got OBJ telling other teams, come get me. You got Landry telling other teams, come get me. Arguing with the coach. I mean, what are we doing there? Like, geez, you have. <laughs> I give them the honorable mention in the Ninko Stinkos. Those two I'm guys. I'm giving the just... Browns. I'll give the whole Browns organization a stink. <laughs> like, you go to Arizona, and I picked Arizona to win. And I think it was uh, great interviews, by the way. They they interview um, Baker about, you know, facing his old coach and facing, you know. Kyler, and, and yeah. They, facing the old Oklahoma quarterback. And he says, well, this is going to be, the, this is the bigger game. This is the deciding factor. And he just, they stink. They can't get it done. Yep. And I think another, I think the funny thing is uh, Murray, right? Yeah. They asked him about it. And and they said, did you learn anything about Baker at school? He said, yeah, what not to do. <laughs> that was a yeah. shot. That was a, that was the best shot <laughs> that I heard in a long time. I think that was great. I was laughing. Yeah. He's, yeah. What not to do. Yeah. So I don't think Baker's the answer. I think he's more of a hyped up guy. I just they, wonder if they blow it up. They so have you, to. So you brought in Landry two years ago. You bring in Odell Landry's this gone. year. You draft they, Baker. Well, Landry or you give Odell's got to go. The job. Like I, I go back to just the beginning of the year, and I thought I said it in the offseason when they gave him the job. I said he's on the hot seat immediately. Yeah. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm like because people now think that they're going to win. And they're bringing in all this talent, and I thought the egos that they have involved there. It's insane. You needed someone with some serious NFL head coaching experience to navigate that group. Yep. And instead they chose Freddie because they were afraid someone else was going to grab Freddie. And it's been a, it's been, it's been sometimes tough to watch. You need, sometimes, and they've, they know this, the best thing to do is to get a completely new, everything new top down, everything. And that, I mean, they're going to continue to be poor. I don't see them. I don't see Baker being a great quarterback. He reminds me of the guy that was there drafted in the first round before he got there. Uh, what? I'm, a blank I'm having now. a brain fart. Me too. Manzel. Oh yeah. He reminds me of a Manzel that just he's the same size. He doesn't. He's not a pocket guy. Like he's not going to stand in the pocket. He's going to try and scramble around a little bit. He just doesn't have the off the field stuff. Good. Good. Don't have the off the field stuff. But I think the the cockiness and kind of the arrogance. He needs to be humble. I think this maybe this year's is humbling uh, year for him because the first year everyone was touting him as the best the That's great the pick. Thing he's come, the yep. next thing to come he's the next quarterback and then this year he's got more picks than touchdowns with that receiving core come it's, on it's it is pretty crazy right it's bad. just you, you figure you close your eyes and you throw for 4000 yards and 30 touchdowns with that group and it's it's not uh it's not happening. Um, Colts. I'm going to go one more Colts. Oh, that was bad. Twenty Was he 29? Drew Brees, 29 of 30? 96% completion a new percentage. record, right? So he breaks the Tom touchdown Tom is jealous. Tom is looking at that game like, Tom is like, oh my gosh, Michael some, Thomas. Can I get some separation can I from please, my receivers? Camara. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, James is great too, but Camara's, I'd say, yeah, a little bit more like He's kind of a special, yeah. special type guy. But, you, I mean, come on, 96%. There That's was a, insane. There was a period in time where I thought the Colts, you know, probably let's say six weeks ago, I thought they might be the second best team. I in the, said that in they the, were the second yeah. best team in the AFC, and they have, and just, they have completely pooped their pants. Yeah, they they haven't done it. I mean, yes, granted, they've been they've dealt with some injuries. Ty was out for a while. Um, Marlon Mack was out. for Mack a while. was out. You lose. You, you lose your quarterback a with a slight knee. You yeah. know, but. You can't, you, you can't, can't give up a quarterback going 29 or 30. That's, that's, that's insanity. That's crazy. I'm going to give you uh, – we were going to do story time with Nico, but I'm okay. stealing this one. It's going to be story time with Giardi because um, – Let's go. 
I had a, I had just had a hell of a time getting home from Cincinnati. Now you were saying like, no one wants to go to Cincinnati. So you got to go there for work. You go there for work. It's great. But I'm like, I'm getting out as fast as I can. So I had a 710 flight home on Sunday, which is quick. It's a tough turnaround. Yeah. Cause I get done in the locker room, maybe 445, five o'clock. There's no cabs anywhere anymore. There's no cabs in Cincinnati. Uber couldn't get anywhere near the stadium. So I'm walking blocks and blocks away. I'm in my suit. I'm sweating. I'm cold. It's like this, you know, it's all yeah, kind of, yeah, I'm humping yeah. a bag. I got the suit, the other bag in my hand. I'm trying to get the Uber. I finally connect with an Uber, probably like four blocks from the stadium. And now it's 520. Mm. My flight's at 710. I'm like, I'm, I don't, I don't know about this. Know. This is going to be bad. Um, so Uber connects with me. Then they shut down the street. Why do they shut down the street? Because the Patriots, Patriots are, are leaving the out. stadium. So oh. they shut down the roads. So and I got to wait for them to come by. So then he calls me. He's like, well, I can't. I'm like, just wait. They'll be by in two minutes and keep coming. Guy navigates me, gets me there. I was amazed. We get there on time. I make it through. Cincinnati Airport's huge. You got to take like yeah. 17 trains to Train, get to, yeah. your, to your stop. So I get there. Plenty of time to spare. I'm actually watching the tail end of the Redskins game. I mean, the, the Rams-Cowboys game. Then the woman comes on the PA and she says, ah, you know, we're delayed. I look out the window. It started to snow. <sighs> started to snow heavily. Patriot plane goes up in the air, takes off. I'm like, those sons of guns. So they delay us for an hour. They put us on the plane. We get on the plane. Everybody gets situated. We pull away from the jetway and they say, oh, yeah, so we're going to have to de-ice. And we're fifth in line. Fifth in line for de-icing, 20 minutes per plane. So now I'm like, oh, wow. So we're going to be on the plane for almost two hours before oh, we take oh, off. Oh, boy. Then she comes on the uh, the PA about an hour later. The the pilot does. So a couple things here. You may have seen a plane go by us in line. Their crew is up against their time for flight. So if they don't take off now, they can't fly. So we had to let them go. So that's another twenty minutes. Oh, and by the way, the second deicer truck broke. So now that there's is, only one deicer. That's a nightmare. Were you we, on the inside? Were you all the way window? Or I had aisle? window. I had window. Oh, that's bad. I had window. Big dude sitting next to me, too. We didn't take off till 10, 10, 10 15. <sighs> Got into to Logan at 12. They don't have a gate for us when we get there at 12. So we sit on the tarmac for 15 minutes. Like, how can we not have a gate at 12 o'clock? Like, how many flights are coming in at 12 o'clock? Flying, flying, flying will test you. And then it was Delta, but they farmed it off to some smaller airline. There was no um, overhead compartments. So everybody had to check their bag. So all these people come in. You think you're like, oh, I'll just yeah. throw it in there. No, no, no. You had to check it when you're coming on the plane. So we get finally get off the plane, and then we have to line up to get our bags. They're literally handing us one bag. Guys, like, from outside to inside. It's a long one day bag, for you. One yes. It's a long day. So Got home and just sucked. And then I woke up at 7 because, you know, the kids. Yeah. The dog. Yeah. So that was great. Oh, that's Hopefully the story times would be better than that. That was not a good story time. For that me. was a good story. I mean, it was a good story. It was painful. A, it was a painful traveling story. At yeah, 20, 20, I started the day at 6 a.m. in Cincinnati and ended it at 2 a.m. in, in my oh, hometown. That's bad. I have kind of like a, when I, should I go story time yeah, real go quick? go story time. Flight, you got to go. I'll, I'll yeah, a, a flight. So Thursday night football, 2007, I'm still with the Saints. I had hurt my knee in a preseason game. They, Sean Payton, Asked me to practice because they needed me. I said, I'll tape it up. I'll put a brace on. I practice all week, travel with the team, get to Indianapolis. That was at the season after Indy had won the championship. So they played on Thursday night. So I go to breakfast on Thursday morning. I'm sitting there. Sean sits down next to me. He says, hey, Rob, we're going to cut you. I said, oh, you're going to cut me. Sweet. On the game, the day of the game in Indianapolis. So... I said, uh, okay, so do I stay here? Do I? He's like, well, you just, you know, come to the game with us, stand on the sidelines in Saints gear as a cut player. And then uh, hopefully, you know, nobody claims you. Well, that didn't happen. I got claimed Buffalo, Cincy, and the lovely Miami Dolphins claim me. So on a Friday, because this is a Thursday night game, we fly back after getting killed by the Colts. <laughs> fly back, get in very late. I'm claimed on a Friday. I have to get on a plane to Miami, meet the team, the Dolphins, as an active player because they claim my contract. So they they can't they can't put you on practice squad. They claim me. They have the game on the airplane where you take a twenty dollar bill, you get your pretty, and you put it in a pot. We were, they were flying to the Redskins. 
So they were flying from Miami on a Friday to go to the Washington. So I... <laughs> you had a good time. I put in my 20 bucks. Yeah. I didn't even have a number. I think it was like 79 or something. <laughs> Jesus. Terrible That's number. Awful. Terrible number. <laughs> yeah, like I was the 53rd man. So I put the number in the pot. Joey Porter shakes it up, pulls out my number, says... Seven, who's this? I said, oh, that's mine. So you a rookie? Because I guess rookies couldn't win. I yeah. said, nope, I just signed. I played last year. Give me the money. He's like, he wanted to not give me the pot. Yeah. So I got the, at not, least not I won the pot. Joey Porter, yeah, and he didn't want to give me it. He was, he called me, he couldn't say Ninkovich, so he called me Kukoc. <laughs> Joey Porter called me Kukoc. Tony Kukoc. Nice. Tony Kukoc. <laughs> so they fly to DC. We play the Redskins. Before the game, Joey Porter comes on to do a team speech. Uh, proceeds to call himself Peasy multiple times in the third person. <laughs> Peasy going to ball. Peasy takes three shots before the game, still ball craziness. Calls out Ronnie Brown, says, oh, you know, first round pick, what have you done? I'm sitting there like, what is this? Where am I at right now? And we proceed to lose 15 games that year, and I didn't play at all. I mean, I played a few Cam games. Cam Cameron, right? Cam Cameron. Oh, hey, geez. hey, hey, you clap. Hey, we, we're we going to be all right. We're going to get it. I'm like, dude, we no, suck. No. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? We're not going to be all right. Peasy, so, I love that. Peasy. Peasy going ball. Peasy. Three so, shots. When you said three shots, three shots of, of Tordal or three shots no, of Jack Daniels? I think cognac. Oh, I think maybe okay. a, a yak, some type of. Some type of liquor, maybe. If that's maybe that's a Hennessy one, or something. That's one way to get yourself through it. So uh, that season was pretty tough, very tough. <laughs> and uh, your senior story was way better than mine. That was we a, got peasy. That was a crazy story. Calling out first round picks. Yes. Uh, I think that's going to put a wrapper on this one. The is uh, that the, it? The debut of the. How uh, about our pet peeves? Let's do a quick. Oh, pet you want peeve. to go ahead? All right. Don't put your feet on my dashboard. Huge pet peeve. Who puts their feet on your My dashboard? wife, if she kicks her legs up Whoa. and she has dry feet. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so like there'll be a heel mark. I'm like, Paige, your feet are on my dashboard. I just cleaned the car. Can you please take your feet? I can't stand it. And then I think for safety reasons, you if anything happens, your feet are on the dashboard. Where are you going? Yeah, you're accordion. You're, yeah, you're in your, trouble. Your legs are you're feet. done. Just... You're done. You're folded up like a folding chair. So Feet on the dashboard. Take them off. Pet peeve. All right. I'll give you mine then. Okay. And I'll stick with the airline theme. Um, the overhead compartments, we get that whole thing. But now we're getting the people in the back of the plane who want to just, as soon as the plane docks, want to run up in front. You're Didn't we do that go, last week? Well, nobody heard it. So now I'm going back to it. Okay. Nobody heard that one. All right. Nobody heard that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> we did a test run. We did a test run. Well, the test run was good. We the, should, we should. The test run was outstanding. Yeah, we should, yeah, it was we should give everyone fabulous. a test run. Um, yeah. So people run on the back of the plane. They want to cut you in the front. And it used to be like once in a blue moon it happened on a flight, but now yeah. everybody wants to do it. It's like, no, you're in the back of the plane because you're in the back of the plane. We go row by row. First row goes, then second row goes, then third row goes. If you're in the 22nd row, tough crap. Unless you got a connecting flight and they've made an announcement or you talk to people around, you said, hey, I got to get this flight. Just wait your turn. I, yeah, that, I'd that's like very to, I'd like to, I get violent when One I One more quick people. pet peeve. You ever yeah, get sure. the French bread from the store? You get like some Italian, you get like yeah. spaghetti, you get the French bread, sure. it's in paper. Yeah. I hate when the, the cashier the other day touched my bread. Touched, you touched, can't touch the bread. He touched the bread. With his hand, with his thumb, I, I would, go. I would demand a new pizza. I, I looked at it. I said, uh, "He touched the bread." Like, <laughs> I was losing my mind. So the second I got home, I cut the end off the the, the butt and I threw it away. His you, thumb touched the bread. I saw it. In the you crust. Where you, like he washes. He's, his a, hands. he's touching all the produce. Yeah. He's touching the. He's got the key chicken juice. The and, oh, oh yeah, the chicken juice. Turkey could have ended up with like salmonella. Oh yeah. All right. That would have been disastrous. It was a good end of this yeah. one. It was fun. All right. So that is the uh, the inaugural Ninko Show with Rob Ninkovich, VSPN, former NFLer, Mike Giardi of the NFL Network, NFL Media. This is a Chalk Media Podcast Network, and we will talk to you again next week. Tell your friends. See you.